Yo, yo, yo. Welcome in to another edition of the Preferred Lines podcast. My name is Joe Idoni. Thank you for stopping by and granting me some time uh, with your eyes if you're here on YouTube, with your ears if you're here downloading the podcast on iTunes or Spotify that will be up shortly after uh, I finish up live here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. Please do so. That helps. We are going to take a dive into the odds boards for the Mexico Open. Uh, new tournament. Should be fun. Uh, I've actually done probably way too much research on this. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, if you are stopping in here tonight, I want to... And I didn't want to put this out there because I wanted this to be exclusively to the people who are checking this out. Promo. Okay? Giveaway time. I'm going to give away a either your choice of a preferred lines t-shirt or i'm just going to send you 20 bucks um your choice here's how you enter the contest go to youtube right now you're probably watching this on twitter um you may be listening to the audio version i'm going to let this sort of run for a couple of days go to youtube uh type in preferred lines subscribe to that channel leave a comment on this video Make sure to include your Twitter handle in the comment. I will draw a winner at random, and I will either send you your choice of a T-shirt, or I'll just Venmo or Zell you 20 bucks. Um, please, I'm really trying to get that uh, subscriber count up. I'm trying to do something unique with this channel. I don't want to cheat and, and you know jump the lines or, or cut any corners. I want to do this the right way. I know a lot of you people uh, get back to me and enjoy the show a lot more than are subscribed to that channel. So please do. So here's what's on tap for tonight. Gang, man, I was off last week. Um, before that, we hit Spieth as a winner. So that was nice. Did not decide to do a show for the Zurich. I feel like content was kind of tapped there and there wasn't a whole lot uh, good that I could really provide uh, that you guys hadn't already heard. That said, this week, course preview, uh, I'm going to dive into some stats, some trends that I'm looking for on Vidanta Valarta. I think I said that right. I've done a lot of digging on this course, probably too much. I'm probably overthinking it week, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, then I'm going to go through my best bet of the week. I'm going to go through every single level of the odds board with you. A few yeses, a few noes, a few maybes, probably a lot of maybes this week. Um, if you have any questions whatsoever, please Drop them in the chat. Like I said, I've put in way too many hours looking at this. I'm happy to answer anything that you guys say. Uh, my boy Fran is in here, excited for the week. PGA Talent knows the deal. PL t-shirt, over 20 bucks all day. PGA Talent, great job on the course preview. Shout him out as always. That's where I am going to grab a lot of the cliff notes for what I'm going into uh, next. Let's talk a little bit about the course. First, Proudly, proudly, this section presented by Fantasy Points. They are doing a really cool job. My man, Huntman, did a nice preview earlier today. If you didn't check that out, um, they have totally launched into PGA uh, with a bang. They've got a great sort of core staff over there. You can use the promo code LINES22, L-I-N-E-S-22. Uh, we'll get you a discount of 10% off a monthly sub. One of the most affordable in the industry. They're constantly adding new elements and features and optimizers and projections and they got a great team over there doing great work uh give them a peep all right course name vidanto vidanta Vallarta, located in Vallarta, mexico not the normal mexico swing stop uh chipotepec was like a million feet in the air this is 22 feet over sea level right along the mexican pacific coastline 
par 71 this week, 7,456 yards on the opening scorecard. Five par threes are going to be on that scorecard. Four par fives, normally six par fives, which would make this sort of a fun resort course to play as a par 73. Uh, I believe 16 has been changed to a par four, and also number four has been changed to a par four for this week. Um, past Palum throughout. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, yeah, I guess let's just get to it, right? So unique surface, no roll. You're going to hear it all week. I think that that makes 7,456 yards, probably play more like 7,556 yards, easily adds 100 yards to it. Um, I was riding, we did a little member pro thing at my course, and we got this weird patch on the one hole that is past Palum. He has no idea how it got there. Uh, it's a par five hole and it just grew out of nowhere. He like thinks it came in on somebody's cleats and it's such a dominant strain that it just grew a massive patch. Now it looks different than the Bermuda. Like it's stark, especially this time of the year. The Bermuda is kind of patchy and not brown, but like that, you know, purplish brown green Bermuda that's firm and fast um, in this Past Palom patch is like beautiful, bright green. It likes a stark contrast to your eye. Um, and people loved it. And they're like, how do we get that grass on the entire golf course? Well, quickly, after a few weeks, they realized that um, their drives on that hole, which is a par five, that are normally going whatever, 250, 260, 270, are not going anywhere anymore. The ball is literally plugging a lot of times on your drive. Um, you get no roll. It's true. You're going to hear it a lot this week. Um, is this 7,500 yards maybe playing at 22 feet elevation a defense? N no, we've seen this too many times from the PGA Tour. Um, length is not the obstacle for these guys. Um, will it help? Yes. Obviously, changing the goalpost and moving it to a par 71 versus 73 is an, an attempt to sort of mitigate some of that super low scoring. Um, yeah, all indications are it should be more like a birdie fest, wide fairways, resort style course, sizable waste bunkering. So some water hazards do come into play on a few holes, um, far cry from the heritage in terms of off the tee. Um, this is more like probably tournament of champions where you just take driver everywhere and you bomb it out there. The other thing with past Palum is the greens generally are really soft and spongy. So while it's going to be huge to be have a high ball flight off the tee, right? Because you want to maximize carry. I think you're going to want to be able to shape your shot relatively low coming into the green. And the sheer length of some of these holes may force that. But these guys who hit these super high wedges with a lot of spin on them, you're going to see balls probably roll right back off the green just because of the nature of how soft it is. Um just something to sort of keep in mind around the green game, always sort of mitigated on these past Palum coastal type courses. Um, you can usually chip it right up to the holes, not factoring that in much driving distance will be important. This ain't going to be the first place you're going to hear it. Um, six par fours are 450 yards plus definitely going to put that in the model, which I will get to a little bit later. Um, there is a drivable par four, which should be fun. Number seven is playing 297 yards. Uh, a little bit of water, maybe a dangerous bunker. I assume that most of the guys in the field 100% go for it. And finishing holes. Okay. This is a definitive, correct statement. The best way 
to finish a golf course in terms of number 17 and number 18. I'm no architect. I'm just a guy, but I know this is true. Long par three on 17, 225 yards, gettable par five on 18. Um, they make for the most exciting finishes. I enjoy that very much. That's exactly what this course is going to present to us this week. I feel like all the best finishes in golf tend to have a gettable par five 18th hole. We will get that this week. Extremely ideal scenario. Key stats, driving distance, approach. Holy cow, I am a genius. Off the tee week, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to factor that in more than normal. Birdie or better rates on driver-heavy courses. Um, 3M, Detroit, Wells Fargo, Corrales, I think, is a great comp this week, given the distance and the pass palum. Uh, Tournament of Champions, I also think, is a good one. Uh, pass palum stuff is tricky because when you're looking at strokes gain stuff, a lot of those events don't come with the strokes gain metrics. So finding out who's the best pass palum putter in the field is a little harder than normal. Long par four scoring. Um, a note here in terms of DraftKings week. So this be all right. First, a note on DraftKings, the odds checker stuff. I've been putting out the article for odds checker for a little over a year now. That is going to discontinue as of this week. Um, I will no longer be putting that article out there. I may find a new home for it. I feel like it was really helpful to a chosen few people who read it. My uh, cut made cut rate was insane. I it's like one of the things I kept the stats on. I think it was like upwards of 88% made cut rate in that article. I think I picked out seven or eight winners over the last year. So um, we'll find a new home. However, exciting announcement coming tomorrow. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I'm going to be shifting gears and doing something a little bit different with odds checker. So they did not fire me. Um, they're just moving away from DraftKings content and focusing more on betting content. So I'm going to do a new piece with them with a good friend of mine, Jeff Feinberg. Uh, video content will be out every Tuesday. Stay tuned for that. We'll find a new spot for the DraftKings piece. But DFS thought of the week. Beware of groupthink. Everyone is going to have basically the same opinion. You're going to listen to guys smarter than me. Uh, just like I did, and we're all going to come up with ideas that are probably going to be the same. For draft for, for betting, it's fine. For DraftKings, you may just want to go the opposite way. So the driving distance thing, which everyone's going to want to talk about. You may just want to swerve, right? Brandon Todd, maybe. Kevin Streelman. You know, Todd's won in this area before. Streelman, I don't know. There's like a whole group there. Russell Knox is in that group. Um, Mark Hubbard may be a good one. Like you may just want to go and pivot toward guys who you would not normally play, who so many people are going to rule out this week strictly because of driving distance. Just a thought there. Um, narrative first time at first time event at a course. So you're probably going to hear the whoever the superintendent or the course setup. They always think that they did a good job of setting it up difficult, but they never do. Um, it's hard to really know until you've done it for a couple of years. But typically what always happens is they think they made this thing hard. They move the tees back. They changed a couple par fives to par fours. And these guys are going to come in and storm the gates. There is little to zero wind, which I think is the main defense. 
going by the website, a lot of the stuff that I read said that that is the case. Three mile an hour wind on Friday, two mile an hour wind in the morning on Thursday. Listen to this gusts of seven miles an hour in the afternoon. Um, Saturday's the same. Sunday's the same. The weather's going to be perfection. Mid 70s. These guys are going to tear this place up. I don't care how long it is. Okay, back to my notes. All right, let's get to the best bet of the week. Sponsored by my good buddies, Fantasy Golf Pod. They will have their show, Golf Guys, tomorrow night. Uh, check out all of Chad's content at Edina Real G. Um, Chad, moving. Got a great new office set up. I'm excited to see the content start going down in the master's green room that he's got over there. Um, congrats to him and the growing family on moving. Congrats on his uh, youngest son turning six months old. Good bud. Uh, check them out at Fantasy Golf Pod. Golf Guys program, like I mentioned, uh, Tuesday nights. Here's the bet of the week. The best bet was made today before Daniel Berger withdrew. Caveat, the number may have moved a little bit, but I still like it. If you're not going to bet John Rahm, you should probably bet Gary Woodland. Um, if you're here on the YouTube side, you will see this really cool graphic that I made, which is just another reason why you should check this out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a nice comment in the pod. I might throw you a t-shirt. Okay, Gary. Look at that picture, too. Um, man, that was awesome. That was when he holed out. Um, you could just tell that he is feeling it right now. And the numbers back it up. First in strokes gain approach over the last 24 rounds. That's like not Gary Woodland's wheelhouse, typically. Strokes gain on approach. Um, the irons are fully back. T to green, he's fifth over the last 24 rounds. Driving distance still hits it out there a ton. Ninth in the field. Um, he dials it back a lot too. So when he busts out that new, I believe he's playing, is he playing a Wilson driver? I think I saw him with the stealth. Um, either way, he will dial it back a lot on courses that require that because he's not the most accurate off the tee, but I think he can just pound driver here and he can hit that thing 335. Okay. Par four scoring 450 plus yards. So 450, 500 yard par fours first in the field. Like I mentioned, you will have six of those. One third of the holes this week will be 450 plus yard par fours. Recent form, miscut, eighth, 21st, miscut, fifth, fifth. Uh, in good form, played great through Florida, putted it really well. Um, he probably could have won a couple of tournaments had he not blown it in the bunkers late on Sunday. Um, we'll see if he can kind of get that turned around, but um, love the way he's playing. I think that he's the second best player in the field. Here's the thing, right? So he's 25 to one. You can still get that out there on M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. If you do have an account there, I don't want to say their name because uh, they don't pay me to, but they got a 25 to one still out there. He's five times the odds of John Rahm. If they were to make a matchup, Rahm versus Woodland in this, what are they going to make Rahm for the tournament? Like minus 190, minus 225 max. Um, he's not that far off. He's not five times worse than John Rahm. He's not five times less likely to win this event than John Rahm. He does a lot of the same things well that Rahm does at his peak, and he's putting a lot better. This thing is a, probably going to turn into a putting contest, and we know how much John Rahm loves himself a good putting contest. Okay. Spilled a little water on myself. We power through. 
Uh, let's move on to the rest of the board. So odds checker was not functioning properly today. So instead, I'm going to bring up DraftKings Sportsbook. Like I mentioned, John Rahm is going to be at the top of your sportsbook. He is plus 350. That's outrageous. Um, does he have a 33% chance of winning this thing? No. No. No, he doesn't. Is he motivated? Probably so. Um, still don't think he's going to win. Cam Tringale, what the? F- what are we doing here? Cam Tringale, 20 to 1. GTFO. Uh, Gary Woodland, 20 to 1 now here. Like I mentioned, the 25s are still out there. I still love it. Abraham Answer, think this is a horrible course fit for him. Um, but like I mentioned, you could zig while the others zag and just say screw driving distance. Uh, I'm going to play Abe Answer and screw the health. I'm going to hope that he's healthy and motivated to play well in the Mexican Open. I don't know. 20 to 1, not for me. Kevin Na, 20 to 1. No chance. Uh, same. Much of the same. I worry about a withdrawal. I'm worried about the live thing that's happening in a couple weeks. Uh, is he going to risk injury when he's got a million dollar payday coming up? Probably not. Tony Finau, highly interesting one. Highly interesting. Um, the strokes gain stuff I thought was going to turn around. And then I think he looked really bad at the Masters. I didn't look too deeply into the stats themselves. Um, but from my eyes, he's still not hitting the ball great. Is this a great fit for him? Yes. If we rewind this thing back maybe six months and we put him in this field, he's probably 12 to 1. I don't know. I don't know on Fina. Could get there. Name sticks out. Sebastian Munoz. Thought about it. Rated out really well in my model. Um, let me see where he was here. Munoz, fifth in the model. Eighth in strokes gain approach. Second and off the tee, eighth in birdie or better gain, eighth in good drives gain, which I do think is important. Um, he is in the top half of the field in distance, but he's hitting a lot of fairways as well. Uh, third and tee to green, top five in par fours, 450 to 500 yards. Yeah, he's he shapes up pretty damn good. Um, Woodland, by the way, also number one in bogey avoidance. I don't know if I mentioned that, but you make a couple of bogeys this week and you'll be missing that cut. I don't know. Munoz thinking about it. Uh, he's a maybe so. Pat Reed, 35 to 1. No way I'm going there. Um, Aaron Wise thought about it. No. Chris Kirk, no. Brendan Todd. Man, I bet Todd last week with Kirk. Um, and thought they played pretty well. They could not get anything going in the alternate shot. Um Moving down the board, I'm just going to kind of rip through some names here because I haven't bet any of these guys yet. Probably going to be a lighter than normal week for me with so many unknowns. Um, But I might hit the gas a little bit because if you get a feeling on Wednesday like you have a leg up in terms of of research and the hours that you've put into this, sometimes you just uh, push a few more chips into the table. If you feel like it's a good leverage spot for you, a little too soon to tell, and this field sucks. Um, these names do not deserve to be 55 to one Doug Gim, Kevin Streelman, CT pan, Cameron champ, 60 to one. That's not a bad number. I've seen some forties out there. I understand why I understand that it's 100% the driving distance and some things turned around for him at the masters. His wins 
have all come out of nowhere. So would it surprise me if he went down here and putted well on day one, got something going in the right direction? Not really. He could do it. Matt Jones, another one that's very hard to predict. Wins and finishes kind of come out of nowhere. Much like the birdie fest that was the tournament of champions. Super wide fairways, past Palum, coastal, not real windy that week. Guys went super low. He's 65 to one here. Could be worse. Um, let me go to my next bet on the board, which I got a worse number than this, but I bet Sahith the Gala. I got 75 to one. He's 80 to one right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. I feel like his asset is the driver. He loves driver heavy courses. He took it out a ton at the waste management when not a lot of players do, but he just hit it everywhere. He went and found it. He played super aggressive. And I think that this tournament is going to allow him um, to kind of do so. Uh, top 15 in terms of birdies or better gained. Plays those long par fours really well. He's a bit hit or miss. Let me see what his recent numbers are like. Did make the cut at the Heritage. Made the cut at the Valero. Wasn't great. Um, Corrales, great comp for this week. 22nd. Um, was a bit up and down there. Valspar, um, surprisingly, you wouldn't think that would be a great spot for him. Uh, but he finished 7th at Valspar. Obviously, the 3rd at Phoenix. Backed that up with a decent performance at the Genesis as well. I just think he is probably the most talented guy on the precipice of a big breakthrough victory. This week presents an incredible opportunity for a player like the Gala. I know there are a lot of them on the board here in this range. Ramey just won the Corrales, uh, but I'm going to take Sahith. I like his upside a little bit more. Pat Perez, you have down here in this long shot range. Uh, Prince of Pass Palm, 70 to 1. Russell Knox, that's a pretty good number. Uh, Mark Hubbard, like I mentioned, has some decent statistical things that would indicate that he is he's close. Carlos Ortiz was surprising. 90 to 1. Do you take him? Just on the the Team Mexico narrative, I don't hate it at 90 to 1. I don't really think that you can necessarily go wrong there. What do you got to put down 15, 20 bucks to make yourself over a grand? Um, that's not a bad situation when you're going with Ortiz, who has randomly uh, popped. Mayakoba finished second. Now, I know that's a little bit different, but also a Greg Norman design, much shorter. But he's missed four consecutive cuts. Hasn't made a cut since February. Um, a lot of pause for concern there off the tee and on approach. I don't mind 90 to one might get there just on a flyer. Look, sometimes you just buy low on a guy with a lot of incentive and this could be that. And that was why I added speed late to the heritage, uh, a ton of incentive to get things right. You could tell he was working hard. Um, super pissed about missing the cut at the masters and an opportunity to sort of get himself redeemed back in the winning circle first win with a new child um the new swing everyone's ripping him for it let's go out there let's post a number and weird things happen on sundays and he ended up getting that victory which was very fun to watch i'm gonna go over one more bet that i made at 100 to 1 and i will have a couple more for lunchtime long shots tomorrow but here's an interesting one kevin chapel um, you want to talk about redemption story. Where is he here on DraftKings Sportsbook? Um, there's Adam Svensson, who you guys know that I love, is 150 to 1. He may make an appearance there. Um, Patrick 
Flavin. I'm not sure if it's Flavin or Flavin. Pay attention to that name. Um, could have something very cool with myself and and a guest um, talking to him later this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. Stay tuned on that. Where is my boy Chappie? Okay, let's do this. Chapel out. Chapel withdraw. Get your money back. Do not bet Kevin Chapel. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Kevin Chappell's out. I love the driving distance. I like the fact that he played pretty well a couple of weeks ago. He is an apparent withdrawal. Thank you, Will Reed. Thank you, PGA Tout. He will not be on the official card come Wednesday. He was one that I really liked. We'll definitely substitute a couple of guys and make sure to put out those lunchtime long shots. Um, all right. Let's get to a few questions here. Um, without question, I think that was PLT shirt over the 20 bucks. Are these greens well protected by the bunkers? First of all, what's up, Jesse? Thank you for joining. Thank you uh, for always supporting me. I appreciate you. Um, somewhat, it's really hard to tell from the pictures, Jesse, to be honest. They're there. Now, are they difficult? That's where I kind of doubt it. Um, just being that it's a resort course, I doubt you're going to have those steep walls that you have to get up and down really quickly out of. Um, that's my hesitation. They're larger than normal greens. They could put some tricky pin placements in. It would appear, but, um, these guys aren't really affected too much by bunkers unless they're super steep or the greens are really fast and slopey. And I don't think we're going to have either of those things this week. So while they may be protected and there's a lot of them, the majority I think are waste bunkers. Um, but I wouldn't factor it in too much. I'm not going to really look into it. I don't think that they're going to pose a real threat um great article a must read thanks dude i'm gonna find a place to put it out uh please post your fanduel DraftKings picks on twitter fran um for you i will do that um i'll give you my favorite pick in each range dk price of eleven thousand three hundred. uh tough clicks so you were referring to john rom yeah that's that's that but that i don't mind as much right because the next guy is 10,400. So he's not that much higher. Like if you want to go there and you think he's going to win, um, you know, you got to pay an extra 11, 12, 1300 bucks versus paying five times the odds in terms of betting, which I think is it is a little bit of a different scenario. Is Vedante Mexican for Patrick Rogers? No, you know what, dude? I just don't bet Patrick Rogers and it's worked out for me. So I'm going to continue with that. Yep. Chapel withdraw PGA tout MB is the same. Uh, we're all very, very sad about it. We wanted to bet Kevin chapel. We will find a time and a place again very soon. Okay. Um, checked out prize picks yet. You probably should. Um, it is an easy way to sort of make money betting the props on golf. They are super soft right now in terms of their lines. And a lot of people have definitely 100% been able to exploit that. Um, 
you could be one of them too. Use the promo code PL100. Uh, it is in the bio of the Preferred Lines Twitter account. That'll get you a hundred dollar deposit match. You put in a hundred, they give you a hundred. You get two hundred. Does that math make sense? I think so. It helps me out. They know that people watch this show and they heard about them, which would be a very important thing in terms of keeping them as a sponsor. Uh, so yes, I appreciate if you use them. They, I would expect a lot of the scoring props, if you can get on them now to look to the under with the weather being basically nothing, um, ideal conditions to golf in. I think these guys are going to go low. There's a bit of unknown, but they're going to tear it up. 24 under, winning score. Okay, let me move on really quickly to a final thoughts segment. I'm going to keep this one relatively brief and light. Like I've mentioned many times, you're here for the golf stuff. Yeah, if you want to check out now, by all means, um, this is a part a segment of the show where I just talk about stuff that's going on in my life. And if you like it, great. I've had good feedback on it. If you don't care, that's fine as well. But I thought about something this weekend, and I had a little bit of time, uh, just me and my son. My wife and my daughter went to California for the weekend um for her best friend's bridal shower so we just had a boys weekend and the theme for final thoughts this week is to just make make moments uh make moments with the people that are important to you in your life um i spent earth day with my son all day we we i got him out of school early we went fishing we went to a horse polo match we went home we we like just enjoyed being outdoors and very little things. Um, I took him over to the golf course and we didn't play. We just sat on the banks of holes, like talked about animals and we went on an alligator hunt and we tried to catch a bass on every water feature on the, on the course. And it was too much fun. There's too many times where I am guilty of this, where um, I'll just hand him an iPad I'm not really making moments. I'm, I'm handing him an iPad um, and I come up with an excuse to make myself feel okay about that. Um, I'm tired. Long day at work. I got to prep for a podcast. Uh, you know, a million and a half reasons. Um, the world and life will hand you a million outs and potential um, excuses, right? It's always been that way. Um, COVID. War, fear, sickness. Um, there's always going to be something. You can't wait for the perfect circumstance to make these moments. I think about, um, you know, my grandfather. He came here from Italy and, um, you know, he had to deal with the draft. He was drafted, um, fought in two wars. Not something he expected. Um, not an ideal situation. I can't imagine what that would feel like when my father was growing up, there was, you know, Cuba basically had these nuclear missiles pointed right at us and people were living in fear of that. Um, when my wife was pregnant with my son five years ago, there was this uh, mosquito Zika. You remember Zika? Uh, Zika was going around. Everyone was afraid to go outside. Then there's COVID and it's just like um, through it all, sometimes it gives you an excuse not to make real life moments. And it's important, especially like if you have young kids, I was watching this thing. Um, 
it was it was Mike Tyson and he was on actually the Joe Rogan show and he made a comment that um, he would never be anywhere. He'd probably be in jail if it wasn't for his trainer would have never had a single fight if it wasn't for Customato. Uh, talent and gifts that are presented to you are meaningless without the right morale. This is what Mike Tyson said. Without inspiration, your talent is meaningless. Um, be that inspiration to your kids. Try at least to inspire them and bring their talents to life. And the way that you do that is to make moments with them, give them the proper morale. It's harder than ever right now. Trust me, I know it. Um, show them the importance of making quality moments together, and I think that um, you know you'll 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 see the light in their eyes and how much it means to them. My son said to me at the end, "Like, can this be a new tradition at the end of Earth Day?" It meant so much to me. I was on a visit to Ohio State University as a junior in high school. I was a pretty good lacrosse player. Went there on an official visit. They gave us, they're giving us the tour, all the lacrosse players, and they're showing us the locker room. They took us to the spring game. They took us in the weight room, right? And they've got this clock, and the football team was in there. And they've got this giant, it's like a scoreboard-sized clock in the Ohio State weight room. I don't know if they still have it. This was 20 years ago. Uh, but it counts down to the second every year to the kickoff of the Michigan game. So it will say something along the lines of 325 days, 18 hours, 6 minutes, 37 seconds, and it's constantly going down. So that when people are in there, they are reminded of the importance of the moment that they're in right now and how to not take it for granted and how the time doesn't stop uh, for anyone. I try to think about that a lot, and I'm mentioning it now, so I must think about it a lot. But imagine your life had that clock on it. Imagine you knew how many days and hours and minutes and seconds you have left um, in the moments that you would create and make differently than you do now. We'll be remembered for the moments that we make, not for the podcasts that we make, not for the jobs that we have, not for the money in our accounts. Um, but by the moments we make on earth with the people that are most important to us. And for that, for me, it's my family, it's my parents, it's my brother, it's my wife, it's my kids, it's her family. Um, and there's always going to be an excuse to pause or to slow down. But that clock does not stop. COVID's going wild. That clock don't stop. Um, we're in war. It's World War Three. That clock doesn't stop. Keep that in mind. Continue to make moments. Do not use them as an excuse. Um, they will be the most important things one day in your life are those shared experiences and the moments that you make. Thank you so much. I know this was another rant. If you enjoyed it, give me a thumbs up. Make sure to like, subscribe, support the podcast. Like I mentioned, if you're here for the end, go to the YouTube page real quick. Subscribe to the channel. Leave me a nice comment. I want to know that you like me. If you don't like me, you can put that there too. I, I promise I'm going to pick a winner at random. I'm going to send you a t-shirt or 20 bucks. Drop your Twitter handle in there. Thank you for checking out Preferred Lines. Good luck at the Mexico Open. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. Um, don't watch too many shows. Go make some moments. All right. Peace.